0: today we bask in the light of mustachioed greatness yes it's been a while since we've had a film shot in mexico on the show i guess since probably el mariachi but i could be wrong Anyway, although there are some fantastic puro tío neto mustaches throughout 1974's, bring me the head of Alfredo Garcia. Today we honor the mustache and performance of Warren Oates. He has the toothiest smile that could almost rival that of Gary Busey, but although Warren Oates actually bit insane in this movie, that's just a Tuesday for Busey, as we all know. Okay, so let's not waste any time with this one. I want to get into this one right away, because it's, I, it, it's a movie that we really need to talk about. And I, I kind of already I'm already gonna say this, go watch it if you haven't seen it. Hey, you're back. So go ahead and get your cheapest tequila, a cheap convertible, a shovel and one hell of a machete from the pulga, And let's cut a damn head off. Why don't we now play that shit theme song.
1: It's the Mustachio
0: Podcastio We're ready for the show We'll watch moves, we'll make jokes And then we'll all go home Navigating the
1: legendary hairy upper lips It's the Mustachio Podcastio
0: ah uh, what is up this is the host of the mustachioed podcast yo daniel segura and today we are welcoming a first time guest to the show he co-hosts a podcast called the solid six podcast with his buddies alison DeGrazio and josh uh, griffith i hope i didn't ruin their names no you got it and, <laughs> and <laughs> i know they cover movies and they try a lot harder to make their show professional than mine which is why i like it I mean, they have a website with like an about section. It's awesome. Like, you gotta check it out. We're gonna learn more about it. Anyway, his name is Brady Kimball. Welcome to the show, Brady. How is it going, man?
2: Oh, I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me on. I've been wanting to talk about this movie with somebody since I saw it last year. So no better <laughs> than somebody that I'm. Uh, I just met or we just talked for the first time. Um, so this is gonna be interesting to get to know each other's psyche. Um, <laughs> and whether or not we're dark motherfuckers or if you're turned off and scared by this kind of shit. So happy to be good. Here. Good, good, <laughs> I
0: like how you kicked it off like that. So uh, tell the tell, uh, tell the listeners a little bit, like plug your show a little bit. Tell us a little bit about the show, man.
2: Yeah, man, like just like at the most basic level, we like to talk about whatever the fuck we want. Um, so the basic conceit is we rotate hosting duties amongst the three of us um, and each person picks two movies based on a the theme. Um, So it keeps it fresh. You know, it keeps our listeners kind of guessing as to the kinds of movies we'll pick. So we've done stuff like, you know, um, Paul Verhoeven movies all the way to like Hungarian animation or sci-fi or, you know, Soviet sci-fi or um, recent uh, science movies. Um, We're we're, uh, kind of all over the place. So I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I could see that being bad because people like probably lock into a certain style like for example you and I both run in like horror movie circles and I'm sure our October horror uh last last month or last year was a lot of fun for people and then immediately we just like moved off of that and went to something else so (laughs) (laughs) but it's it's absolutely fun because you know like when you host a podcast you kind of get into this rhythm where you're like just it's it's a mental muscle kind of thing but only doing two episodes it's like you're rusty every fucking time where That first episode, you're kind of shaking off the rust. And then that second episode, um, you kind of hit your stride. And then as soon as you do that, it's, oh, move on to the next person. So it really keeps us on our toes and it allows us to experiment a bunch um, with different hosting styles. So when did uh, did the show start? We started right before the pandemic, which let me tell you, as a fellow person that I think we started around the same time, right? Around the same time, yeah. I think uh, it started in June. I don't know if that's a good time to start a podcast or not. i've kind of gone back and forth because like people aren't commuting so like you're not going to listen to as many podcasts but at the same time like people are stuck at home and they need things to do i don't know i'm kind of of two minds on that one i think it's good
0: so i think the the whole covid pandemic has been the pandy has been good for those that are alone and they have nothing else to do like me and so you just have basically podcasts playing all day or they hate their wife or their husband and they put on headphones to try to wake up the next day
2: uh, so <laughs> yep that's true i did get so to that- a point where i'm just like falling asleep listening to podcasts and it's like oh people, yeah people are like how can you do that i'm like i don't know like i just <laughs> i need to mix it up for sure
0: so tell me I was really surprised. I'd never heard of this movie, um, and I am—I really started the show because I wanted to watch way more movies. I'm not like a big movie buff. I have seen more movies than I think the average person, but there's mm-hmm. definitely those that have seen a th- way, way, way thousands and thousands more movies, and I'm sure you're probably one of those as well. What made you pick Bring Me the Head of Alfredo Garcia? I know you said you had been wanting to talk about it. Since last year, but what 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 is it about this movie that kind of gets you? Yeah, gets your heart ticking a little, you know? Yeah,
2: for sure. So I saw like uh, I saw a Sam Peckinpah movie like 20 years ago, and the thing that really sets him apart from everybody else is just how confusing his tone is in regards to um, violence and how he treats masculinity and treats yeah. women. Um, so I saw Straw Dogs, which I don't know if you've ever seen that one with Dustin Hoffman.
0: No, that is one that's on the list. I need to see it. I know it's super good.
2: Yeah. I so just, it's it's kind of an outlier for him because for Peck and Paw, because it's like in the English countryside, but it follows this like British professor or American professor that is dodging the draft and goes and hangs out with his wife in England. And it's kind of like a um, rape revenge type of movie where Dustin Hoffman's basically pushed to the brink to defend his wife. But like, it's kind of shot in a way that's confusing, that left me feeling like, what the fuck does this guy think about the world? So fast forward to last year, this is around April. Um, you know, I'd seen the wild bunch already. Um, I'd seen, um, Pat Garrett and Billy, the kid cross of iron convoy. In fact, we covered convoy on the show. Um, another one of his movies, but, uh, I had never seen this movie and it came up over and over again um plus that title is dope as fuck because if you think about it it's like who's saying bring me the head to who and you know who's alfredo garcia because that so that title just immediately is enticing
0: it might be one of my top 5 favorite movie titles of all time like it is just so in your face you are automatically just interested in what the hell this movie might be about so i was a big fan of it once you told me i was like oh shit I like damn this motherfucker's bringing some real shit to the show
2: that's how i roll for sure <laughs> <laughs> well damn. what's so of the movie titles let's see i would say uh there will be bloods probably my favorite oh, which you've covered so yeah that's yeah. a great title love that one yeah um, but yeah, in April, that's when things were really going down, you know, lockdown wise, you know, politics were kind of flaring up. And so I broke my rule of no liquor in the house and got a bottle of whiskey and sat down and watched this movie. And it was the best whiskey movie I could possibly ask for um, at that time. Oh, and totally. it, just, it just totally hit me. Um, so yeah, it was like the, the kind of perfect message of like, you know, despite your best efforts, You know you can't protect the people that you love kind of movie so
0: (laughs) yes it really is especially in a you know in a part of of the country Uh, i'm guessing this is supposed to be fully taking in mexico but i do have some questions as we get dig into the film where they exactly are here and there but for the most part they're in pretty world kind of in the sticks or in the brush or way out countryside and well shit can pop off and no one really gives a shit so (laughs) you really got to be able to handle your shit while you're out there and this movie captures it really well the Mm -hmm. fact that you better be ready and i uh i'll say right up the front man i just right up at front i will just say I had a really good time i won't give i'll give the rating at the end but <laughs> at first i was I, at first i was like man what what, what is this brady guy doing like <laughs> <laughs> what is this brady guy trying to do to me you know uh mm-hmm. and then after a while i i got it i was like okay i get it this yeah. guy brought a pretty damn good movie to
2: the show so <laughs> I was worried. I was worried. You know, by the way, what you just said is literally what my my co-hosts say to me almost every single time I pick a movie. So <laughs> I have I have a knack that apparently I'm reputation. like, I need to like subconsciously troll people with my choices. It's not an intentional choice, but there's, there is a bit of like, you know, the engine stall on the plane and we can't pull the plane up as, you know, I'm like, <laughs> just kidding, motherfucker. You know, turn the engine back on. <laughs> Dude, well. Uh, so this this peckin i
0: I automatically when i saw this peckin paul last name i was just like i need to see as many of this guy's movies as possible and i honestly i want to see more warren oates movies i felt like i feel like i haven't seen a lot of those so i was looking at his filmography and there seems to be some really good ones in there i think um i honestly think he does a pretty damn good job in this movie without really having to he doesn't have a shitload of lines right like he doesn't really talk that much right it's very kind of bronson-esque where he Mm -hmm. especially in the death wish movies
2: where he's just kind of just mummering shit most of the time (laughs) great comparison for sure yeah and he's like kind of like ageless it's like is that a 60 year old man a 30 year old man i don't know they're always like they they will always be 50 years old um in every movie (laughs) they're in
0: and he wears sunglasses like that that is such a bit like he wears sunglasses and maybe it wasn't something as common you know when this movie came out but i do like the fact that this dude wears sunglasses for like 95% of the movie yes
2: he's
0: so, like judge dread with a mask oh, oh the totally helmets.
2: totally <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's crazy man <laughs>
2: Yeah, so like he he um was like best friends with Sam Peck and In fact, he owned like a giant ranch and Sam Peck and bought a subplot of the lands um to hang out. So they were like man, you know, they had man crushes on each other. And so oh. um Warren Oates intentionally played this character as if he were Sam Peck and So those sunglasses that you see are actually Sam Peckinpah's sunglasses. Oh shit. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit of a autobiography, um, kind of about about his life, but not really. It's it's more about like the attitudes that he kind of like had about captured his essence on film. Exactly.
1: Hey there, fellow true crime aficionados. We are the hosts of Bad Axe Podcast. I'm Danielle,
2: and I'm Aaron. Join us every Thursday for twisted true crime tales, bad deeds, and the supernatural. We've covered family annihilators, cold-blooded baby daddies, cannibals, and even people who blame zombies, ghosts, and voodoo for their bad acts. Bad acts. If you like fresh stories and new perspectives on crime, Bad Acts will be your new jam. Stay safe out there, you big baddies, and bye-bye.
0: Bye-bye. Wow. Yeah. That that makes a little bit more sense. I think the character <laughs> the character that war notes plays it's it very it's very it's one of those characters you you love to hate the guy he's not the best guy no he's not perfect but you you're there for the journey baby it, it reminds me a little bit of like a don draper in the sense of this guy's kind of a piece of shit, but i can't help but kind of enjoy
2: being around this dude yeah it's like why do i why do i love this asshole yeah <laughs> said every woman that's ever been in a relationship oh shit! yeah
0: (laughs) but uh, (laughs) i might cut that out but uh yes it is amazing just the relationship he has with so many people around him he seems to be having such a good time in life you know at the beginning of the movie it it really is a journey you see this guy go from just living the life having a good time and we go on a goddamn adventure and it's just dusty and sweaty and it's fucking mexico and it's just hot as shit I, I i just love the whole energy and the feel of a movie filmed in mexico yes there's just something about it i don't know what it is but
2: so tell me tell me about your your mexico knowledge so that i can kind of calibrate myself as a green okay here.
0: well no 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 i i am i definitely don't i don't really have any ancestors mm-hmm. um as far as i know maybe i don't know how i've never gone that far back i don't have like all my DNA traced and everything. But for the most part, I don't really have too much family in Mexico. So I am pretty, I'm like, I know about as much as any other Tex-Mex person Okay, that has been in Mexico. So yeah, I don't like go all the time or been visiting since I was a kid or anything like that. It's just basically like my heritage. So it is something I want to do you go to mexico a lot is this that- no <laughs> no
2: i'm just curious because like just stepping into these waters of like all these different towns and oh
0: yeah no the, all the little pueblos
2: and yes
0: yes that i don't i think a lot of that there are still some out there obviously but i doubt that mm. it's hard to find some of those like those little towns where it's just like you have this little one little bar that happens to have like the bathroom route out in the open yeah yeah (laughs) shit
1: like that
2: tons of children just staring at you like you know why is it that always the children are just out and about staring you know they're just like fighting each
0: other all day and jumping on your car and shit and (laughs) yeah yeah it's a lot of fun so there are some things that they were I don't know. I wasn't in Mexico in the 1970s. Who knows? Maybe people did walk across the street with donkeys all the time. I don't know. but i like the fact that it's there i think it's i think it's kind of funny because they're like well how are we going to create obstacles in a if we're in the middle of nowhere like the odds of something being in the way well let's just have someone walking a preaching dog yeah across the street
2: Well, and this so this is a good good point to like bring up where Paw is super confusing because you know he moved to mexico for a while he was kind of like oh. not blacklisted but he kind of was pushed out of hollywood because he was such a fucking asshole like he wanted director's cut like everyone did But the way he went about it was just really self-destructive, you know, total alcoholic, coke fiend. Um, And so he kind of licked his wounds in Mexico for a while before moving back to the States. And the way he the way he treats Mexico is like a mixture of like heaven, but also like this cesspool of nihilism where it's like all dreams go to die. So it's like this really confusing, like which one is it? I don't really know what he's trying to say here.
0: Yeah, it's like a uh, almost I don't know, it it does kind of feel like a weird limbo place where anything can kind of happen and you do have some of the traditional things. I I I there you know we'll get to it. Um I really like the scenes where he's interacting with a lot of the people and a lot of the actors. I'm not sure if he picked up a lot of actors from the area, but it seems kind of like he picked a lot of um, a lot of Mexican actors, um, that were yeah. around and like, the like, crew. You know what I mean? Just like, yeah, like let's just take some, you know, let's we need some servers. We need, to, oh yeah, totally. <laughs> we, need, we need hotel shop owners. Same with the and crew. Really actually, like that
2: shit. Same yeah. with the crew. Um,
0: it's so cool, man. Um, yeah. it, I don't know. It just makes it feel so much more fun to me, and I like seeing that interaction, especially with um with our Gringo Warren Oates. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. running the show. So, yes, man. So if, if, if you don't have anything else, I, we can start kick, get, getting into this movie if you're up for it.
2: Yeah, I, we'll just kind of um, I'll pepper stuff in as we go.
0: Okay. All right. So we are going to start off with an opening scene where a woman is rubbing her pregnant belly in a dirty <laughs> pond with a bunch of ducks kind of swimming around. <laughs> and, uh, she's got her feet in there and then this woman tells her hey your dad wants to speak to you and she doesn't listen and the woman that talks to her is very emotional and she holds her but then these two um looking dudes come through and the like little cowboy outfits and tell her like hey your father really wants to speak to you we gotta go
1: mm-hmm.
0: so and by the way her name is teresa and She looks pretty young. (laughs) I just say she looks. I was right away. I was like, okay, okay. Let's see. see." (laughs) I was already getting a little bit like, okay. I've been on the grind bin a bunch of times. They cover a lot of movies (laughs) that are in this. I honestly, this probably would have worked for the bin, but it's all—it's too good to be honest. Yeah, yeah. And so she goes over to see her dad, and her dad is having this. He what is he? Was he reading a prayer? i'm not sure what he's doing here I, yeah I'm i didn't fluent in spanish so i was just like "What is he
2: saying?" <laughs> i have no idea i was wondering that too because the paper's like like old parchment paper so it's almost like he's a monk you know he's like mm. doing like serious introspection or yeah. i don't know looking up his um mob boss or whatever like code i don't i honestly it was strange because like everyone is sitting there him. surrounded him yeah and it's like She walks in and it's kind of almost like it's framed like it's a church because you have nuns and priests and things like that and so yeah it seems like he's like the head priest but then it zooms out and all of a sudden you see dudes with guns and stuff and it's like oh this is a movie set uh, in the 70s so when i saw this the first time i was like oh this is going to be you know like a western just like his other movies and so he does a little bit of that bait and switch in that Uh. first five to ten minutes which was choice that was a nice choice
0: yes i thought i definitely thought it was a church at first and then i realized it felt more like a court proceeding pretty quickly they bring her up in front he questions her about being pregnant she denies it she has like a shawl over her stomach then he kind of gives his men the nod they rip off the shawl she still doesn't want to say anything and they rip off her dress that -hmm. she has on and then I guess they eventually start hurting her, torturing her. She eventually gives the name of Alfredo Garcia. Good old Fredo. Mm. Al. You can call him Fredo, I'll say Al. (laughs) You say Al. (laughs) And apparently this guy was like the protege of of who they really they just refer to her dad as El Jefe Mm
1: -hmm.
0: throughout the movie. And it, it seems like, I guess, this guy was pretty important because he says something like about him being like a son to him, right? Yeah. Something like that.
2: Yeah, it, it it's super confusing that way because El Jefe is just ruthless. That guy is, yeah, like the scariest motherfucker where, I don't know if you've known any people like that, where it's just like they're really quiet and almost like have no emotion. And it's like, what is this person thinking? So you fill in every single insecurity, or anything that you have onto that person and they know you're doing that so they just kind of sit there that's this guy one of my best friends is like that oh yeah i grew up with them the first time
0: the first time i met him was in seventh grade we had all the same classes he doesn't listen to the show so (laughs) (laughs) shit talking time let's go and the first time i saw him he was he had a kid in a headlock and he was giving him like like, what do they call it a
2: noogie or something like that yeah yeah, yeah. that sounds right (laughs)
0: I haven't said the word in a long time, but basically rubbing the shit out of his head until it started burning his scalp. And uh, the guy's like screaming, and I'm like, oh, I don't want to talk to that motherfucker. <laughs> and he was bigger than everybody. And so then I'm walking out of the class. We have – this is the first day of seventh grade. I go to like two more classes, and I'm walking to my to my next class after lunch, and I hear him behind me, and he goes, hey, hey, you. And I I, look, I was like, oh, he's not talking to me. And he goes, Hey, and he taps on my shoulder. I look back and I'm like, hey, what's up? He's like, You realize we had the same classes all day? Like, no. <laughs> he's like, Let me see your schedule. And I give him my schedule because I thought <laughs> he's gonna beat the shit out of me. So I give my skills. He's like, dude, we have all the same classes. And he's been my friend ever since.
2: Oh wow. <laughs> what what do you think it was about you that, that he wasn't gonna beat the shit out of you? But maybe he was with other people.
0: I think we had I was pretty clever and I was very good at basically what I do now is I was always I've always been good at having a good time making you know having a good time making jokes being you know making fun of people like in a fun way not like a holy way and he was like holy crap like this guy kind of likes the same kind of shit that I do we were both into rock and metal and yeah it just took off from there man and we started a band eventually and he was he was a guitarist for a long time and still plays guitar to this day. So, yes, it's just crazy how that shit goes on. But he was always like that, like super quiet, like was never going to say any. He never was going to say any extra words that he didn't have to say.
2: Unlike me, he I admire people like him. that. Yeah, exactly. I'm the same way, <laughs> like fucking bull in the China shop. I have to...
0: <laughs> I've seen him fight, guys, and he's pretty cool. Like, he just, you don't realize you don't know when he's going to strike because he's <sighs> not going to make a face.
2: <laughs> Did you it's did you ever terrifying. see that movie uh, SLC Punk? Do you remember that movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, yes. Like, so there's okay. that guy that um, what do they call him? The guy that's in the plaid oh, shirt. Shit.
0: Isn't that the guy from um um like I Love You Man? And he became like a comedic actor eventually, or no? Was that is Jason? that a different are we th-
2: guy? Are we talking about Jason Segel? Is that not him? I don't remember. That is hilarious if it is. So, I thought
0: that was jason siegel
2: okay well there you go so yeah he's I could be wrong he's like the least assuming punk right like he's the one that's just dressed like some you know suburban white kid but then he was always the most hardcore like in the pit and everything right and i had a friend yeah. like that too where we called him fancy lad and he, he just was like <laughs> pinkies up you know with this coffee but then yeah when he got in the pit and we go to, to shows and stuff he was he was brutal so he was wild yeah but he yeah, I wasn't best friends with him because again I was too insecure that like it'd make me too nervous to be best friends with him
0: yeah wild cards you gotta always watch out for the wild card yeah. friends you know keep them at a distance for sure by the way that was Jason Siegel
2: nice. I I
0: knew that was him he's super young there but yes that's why he looks so terrifying because Jason Siegel's like fucking seven foot tall or some shit yeah
2: so um, I'm from yeah so from I'm from essa. sorry I'm from, from salt South. lake city yeah so like when that movie came out it was like i'm from salt lake i like punk music holy shit! you know like, <laughs> not really a whole lot going on there uh, in terms of big culture I mean, stuff
0: not a lot of like salt lake city movies i don't think i mean no. i don't know how many there there was probably some out there but no that was one where it was like on the title i mm-hmm. mean there's not a lot of i kind of feel you there there's not a lot of san antonio based type movies there there's a few but they're usually there's nothing huge yeah. like slc punk a lot of people have heard of that movie it was huge i remember yeah. watching it quite a bit when i was a little punk kid so yes. i totally get you <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so anyway the, da- the, the the el jefe he eventually gets like a little a little locket and he he's able to see that he sees alfredo in there and he gives us the titular line he he says in spanish basically that he's going to give a million dollars to anyone that can bring him the head of Alfredo Garcia. But then he says, bring me the head of Alfredo <laughs> Garcia. <laughs> and like 20 fucking guys are in there and they're already armed and they're like, all right, well, let's go.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: let's go get this son of a bitch.
2: They're like on motorcycles and horseback. And then all of a sudden, yeah, it's like, where is this, where's this going here?
0: That's insane. Yeah. I, I was kind of thinking, oh, so is this going to be a situation where it's almost like, almost like surviving the game where all of a sudden you're this one guy and all these guys are hunting you but they kind of changed it up and I like that. I like that they made it a little bit more centered and not such a wild goose chase type movie.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Cuz I didn't really want that. I was like, "Oh, I hope it's not going to be where this one guy is going to be running from these dudes." But they give us quite a twist because we see all these hitmen and they visit, they they they're all landing on airplanes and they're coming through And they're looking around for this Alfredo Garcia. They're asking people if they've seen him. They have a photo of him. No one says nothing because that's just the way it is. And and it doesn't help that most of these hitmen are not Mexican. So the people are already like, "Well, I'm not going to tell this motherfucker." Yeah, (laughs) I don't want to tell them that I know Alfredo. Uh, Me and Alfredo, we had tacos last week, but I'm not going to tell them. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) and so they're just kind of walking through. And eventually, they go into a a bar where you see a bunch of kids up front and they're all fighting each other. Like what we were saying, these Mexican kids, they just, they got to let out the anger somehow. So they're fighting each other. We see a guy in a Brown corduroy type jacket, hell of a mustache. And it is our buddy Warren Oates who plays a Benny.
1: Yeah.
2: (laughs) Now I would say, I would say his mustache, um, you would know better than me, but I would say it's kind of of that pyramid ilk right so like you covered hard targets recently and like brimley is the 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 quintessential walrus walrus, right yeah so this is much closer to the lip but it's not it's not a pencil stash
0: no i would say i personally my mustache is a little like that i don't really grow like a really huge full stash like that Mm -hmm. i don't know if i have too much Spaniard in me i don't know what it is but they just don't it just doesn't maybe it's too much german i don't know but like it's just like (laughs) it only grows like a, like a little bit in the middle <laughs> so, okay, okay. but uh <laughs> but yes it is kind of more like wiry like that and so i do admire a mustache when someone is willing to sport it uh like that gets kind of a dirty stash like it just doesn't look it it looks like it's a mustache and he, it's he's not really putting a lot of effort into keeping it clean and trimmed and shit you know yeah and he's singing he's the piano player he's like the he's the musical talent for the place and getting requests and calling out shots and shit and these guys enter we have i don't even know if you know their names i don't i don't remember their names it's it's guy in a in a really sharp suit and guy in a kind of a leisurey like kind of a nice leisure suit
2: <laughs> yeah so here's the crazy thing their names are johnny quill and sapinsley okay <laughs> and supposedly they're a gay couple question mark i, I mean i didn't pick what? up on that i guess we'll talk about it later in a later scene yeah but we it,
0: will I, I mean now that you say that i'm starting <laughs> i'm like okay that makes a little more sense
2: yeah so that dude by the way that gig young guy um or johnny quill played by gig young i think he's the one that knocks that lady out
1: yes he, there's that yes
2: he was supposed to play the gene wilder character in blazing saddles no he was, shit he was the waco kid but he showed up to the shoot with alcohol withdrawal and so he's puking his guts out and had the shakes and they're like yeah this isn't gonna work
0: dude what a bummer
2: yeah well it didn't it wasn't as much of a bummer as his end of his life where it was a murder, murder suicide so
0: anyway so that's <laughs> brady uh thanks for coming to the show man Um y'all know about his podcast. Check it out. We'll check y'all later. Bye. Uh just
2: had to go there. Oh, that was
0: funny. So they not not that he committed suicide is funny, but I thought I did a good job kind of rolling it with it. Yeah. So so I like the way I pat myself on the back. (laughs) So we um there is that part yes where this lady in an orange i think she's in an orange dress and he just uh, hits like elbows i i'm not kidding dude like i looked down for a second then i looked up and i just saw this lady on the ground and i was like (laughs) uh did she just get the shit hit out of her what the fuck is going on no one really does anything it's all quiet and eventually some guys pick her up and they kind of like make sure she's okay and I'm like, man, I would hope that now if that happens in a bar that guy gets a shit beat out of him cuz holy shit that was fucked up. Was like,
2: that was that was weird, right? Cuz he does so it so sudden. quickly and she crumples and then like nobody moves including War Notes character Benny. He just keeps playing the piano. It's like, yep, that's just the way we treat women. Well, I'm going to tell you the truth, Brady. I thought I thought War Notes was blind. I thought
0: <laughs> wearing sunglasses in a dark i wouldn't be able to see the keys i was just like is he blind maybe he didn't know he just hit the shit out of that lady but then eventually i realized okay no he can see
2: do you think that everyone who wears sunglasses and plays piano is ray charles
0: i kind of figure and i will say the sunglasses indoors not always a good idea but i did do it in new orleans um a couple of Januarys ago mm-hmm. for a friend's bachelor party and we were of course you know hopping around to all the um you know the women that do the dancing and the shaking it's very mm-hmm. fun and <laughs> and i was wearing sunglasses instead so basically we're about to leave we're already fucking completely shit face and i said hey guys i'm gonna wear my sunglasses all night and they're like why dude I'm, like, I'm just gonna see if i can do it so i kept them on the whole night and no joke like three women came up to me they're like i just like how mysterious you saying oh
2: boy <laughs> i didn't realize it was that easy surprisingly yes i,
0: <laughs> I mean as long as you got money you know to, to burn, which i spent way too much there but yes i but i will tell you dude i couldn't do that every day i don't know how benny is doing this it becomes almost like i can't see anything perfectly because it's too Fucking dark. I feel yeah. like I'm inside a fun house and I can't see shit.
2: I just so, think it yes. shows you I think it shows you how hungover he always is, right? Like, I think that's kind of what we're trying to get across. There's just like light yeah. is just like burning into the back of his skull.
0: It's just easier. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to be surprised with any bright lights as long mm-hmm. as you have those glasses on. So eventually these guys they give him their, I guess, like a calling card of some sort, right? Don't they give him something because they're like asking about Alfredo Garcia? He doesn't know the hell, like he does, like I don't know nobody gives him any information but they give him a little information they give him a little something so that way if he finds out anything he can go and, yep. and talk to them basically mm-hmm. so then <laughs> so then he asked one of the guys one of the waiters or whatever like hey have you, have you seen al anywhere because that benny just calls him al um and the guy is just like yeah i saw him with um what's her name uh elita mm-hmm. elita and Benny right away looks a little bit pissed off. And I was kind of confused at first because I, I didn't look at any synopsis. I just completely went into this movie and just dived in. And I was like, okay, what's okay. There's got to be something, some kind of history with Alita. So then he goes into this nice restaurant. He sees her singing. Well, we don't know what's her yet, but there's this woman singing. It's nice. And he goes up to her. And do you remember what he tells her, Brady? <laughs> uh,
2: What was something? it?
0: something like um it's basically in the vein of you're a lying backstabbing b-word yeah (laughs) uh he is not happy with her
2: yeah immediately you're like okay this guy's a dirtbag but then she's like super sweet and kind to him yeah she
0: is the most patient woman i've ever met in my life
2: yeah yeah and, and then he's like hey how's your cold Right. Where, yeah, you know, he's he's basically sizing her up for the fact that she supposedly was down and out for three days. But then he's he's sniffing out the fact that Alfredo Garcia was with her for three days. So is is Alita lying to him at this point?
0: Yeah. Oh, he calls her a lying, cheating, two bit bitch. There you go. Nice. I was looking for the I knew I had it somewhere in these notes. And then eventually she calms him down and she tells him, yes, 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 I was I was with Al he got super drunk and he fucking died all right so don't be that mad he's gone <laughs> <laughs> which i loved about this movie i love the fact that the guy's name that is in the movie <laughs> we never fucking meet him he's just dead like the motherfucker is gone yep like a fucking ghost oh my god i love that shit it would have been cool if they weekend weekended at bernie's him <laughs> oh totally
2: well they kind of hey, what's up they kind of do
0: they kind of do <laughs>
2: yeah
0: and <laughs> their own little way they,
1: they
2: mm-hmm. do
0: kind of do that so then uh benny tells her uh good night and so i guess he forgives her because you know alfredo's dead and he has no more it's like he doesn't have to worry about the competition it's, it's whatever so then uh Benny gives a dude that little thing and he goes into the hotel room where all the hitmen are mm-hmm. and a dude in a suit takes a photo of him. <laughs> he's like, remove your gun. This is one of the like two or three times he takes all his glasses off and they take a photo of him. And Benny said they tell, they let Benny know that they'll give him a thousand if they can give him a lead or anything. But if he's wrong about the lead, they're going to kill him. But he hey, Benny knows what's up. He does a little bargaining, man. But because it is kind of bullshit that they are gonna give him a thousand when I, I get that I don't know how many of these hitmen are working together, but a million dollars in 1970s money, that's a lot of chip. That's a, like a lot of money. Like yeah. even if you're splitting it among ten people. So the fact that they're only gonna give him a thousand, that's like giving somebody twenty bucks to let you
2: know we're like, hey, have you seen my dog? Exactly. <laughs> it's, well, it's kinda... what was up? What was up with these guys that it was like almost like a spy movie? You know, it was yep. it to me the way i think what it was trying to say was like these dudes are with like the cia or some shit. i don't know if you felt that way where it was like it is suspicious because they are they are all american mm -hmm.
0: and they all have like a certain vibe about them that does come across either like governmental agency or, or special type some kind of weird force or something like cia type shit because they do seem a little bit off and it's also the fact that none of them are really killing anyone they're just saying that they're going to kill people and they're hiring <laughs> benny to go basically do their dirty work
2: mm-hmm. well there was a motherfucker that was like behind the desk with like paperwork he was like filling stuff out with the pencil so i was like what yeah. is what is he doing accounting his taxes like what's <laughs> going on
0: <laughs> Man, it's hard you know killing all these people across the country <laughs> and keeping track of all this ransom money and it's a lot of work someone's got to do it <laughs> And there's that one guy that I really I knew I was gonna get to watch him die at some point, and I think he calls Benny a loser, Mm -hmm. or something like that. And Benny says responds to him with, "Well, you can't lose every time."
2: Yeah, yeah, it's fucking amazing.
0: I love that shit. I also love the fact that their hotel room is like a weird, it's like a weird wood panel camouflage wall. Yes. (laughs) you can't even tell it's the door
1: until you
0: see the doorknob like wow that is some 70s ass shit everything's just made of wood just wood paneling everywhere
2: well and we'd be remiss not to bring up the fact that not only does he remove his sunglasses but this is the first time we get to see his full ensemble of like a cream colored linen suit with a wild ass like paisley shirt a fucking houndstooth gold tie that's a clip on and then white shoes it's just like the wildest suit that i really want <laughs> yeah like
0: he looks like the like the top used car salesman yes. in texas yeah you know? yeah totally he's like hey what's up come on yeah come on down let's help you out let's find a car for you yeah he just has that vibe about him totally <laughs> and he's got that teeth like toothy ass grin mm-hmm. it's just so freaking good Totally, absolutely love it and so then after that they basically tell him well, go get this shit. You have four days to basically show up with, with this body, with the head at least, or something like that. And so then Benny goes to the pool guy. He gets some uh, really dope ass machete with with the case, which is nice. I mean, it's not a bad deal. And he goes to see Alita, and I think um, I think he was is it. Is this when she like go? They go into bed together at this point.
2: He's sleeping. He's sleeping in the bed, and she comes and is like kind of semi seducing him right she gives him a bit of like a boxer wedgie and then they start start going at it <laughs>
0: oh you gotta love that mexican foreplay i am gonna give you a wedgie <laughs>
2: yeah that's when he says he says like tell me where the grave is did you give him good head or did he give you good head yes yes
0: he is surprisingly kind of cool about some of this stuff yeah. which i thought was interesting
1: <laughs> yeah
0: because throughout the movie he does shit like this where he's like well fuck. I don't know. I mm-hmm. yeah it's just the way it is and yes he does say something like that and then eventually he gets out of bed or he's starting to get out of bed and there's a part i'm not sure if this is supposed to be comedy but he starts picking at his junk mm-hmm. maybe he does a sniff or a look at what's going on in there then just d- like douses it with like whatever he's drinking i don't know if that's moonshine or gin or i think it's tequila tequila Tequila. Mm -hmm. and he just douses his whole crotch with it and then he goes to the bathroom
2: (laughs) oh you missed the most crucial part he snaps one of the crabs so it's all it's all pubic crabs or whatever they're called oh
0: okay ew
2: (laughs) yeah so he's killing he's killing the crabs that he's got and then takes one he plucks it out and then squishes it in his fingers and it goes crunch
0: Oh gross. Okay, I didn't even hear that. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm so glad I didn't listen to this with headphones. That is the worst. Jeez. Anyway, so thanks, Brady. Thanks for being on the show. <laughs> so
2: <laughs> I have a feeling I'm gonna do this like five more times.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I was just like, wait, am I supposed to be laughing at this or yes. am I supposed to be sad? Yes, because I can't sad. tell.
2: Or uh, excuse me, uh, happy laughing. It is
0: kind of funny. Yes, it's just so out of nowhere. Like the 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 movie never gives you, like you said, the way that Peck and Paul. Am mm-hmm. I saying it right? This guy sounds yep. like a made up name. I know. The way that he he shoots this, there's just moments where you are a little bit like, yeah, I wonder if this is is this supposed to be funny or like mm-hmm. is
2: yeah, it's it's a, He keeps you guessing. You if you think it's you supposed to be funny, it probably is.
0: Yeah, and. uh the adventure continues after that him and alita get on they get up all their luggage they head out they get it, they like lay on a tree at some point i like the whole part i do like the parts with them together i think it's a lot of fun like she's super carefree she's always playing her guitar in the car and yeah they almost get hit by a bus because <laughs> of her <laughs> like he almost died in the movie like mm-hmm. within 20 minutes of the movie
2: which alfredo <inaudible> garcia died in a car crash Right, so I she know. she talks about how oh it was some she phrased it strangely. It was something like uh, the road refused his car and it crashed into some rocks. It was like this really weird like poetic attempt at saying that he fucking lost control of his car.
0: Like he was wasted and he just didn't turn.
2: Yes, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> that would be the best
1: way <laughs> to say it.
0: So yes, and. they at some point have a pretty good little romantic interaction where they're by a tree. We do notice that there's these two other kind of hitmen, kind of shady looking cats in this green station wagon. that keep following them around. One of them kind of looks like a Mexican gym, not Jim, but a John Belushi.
2: Oh, totally. Yeah. Good. Yeah. A little bit. I for sure.
0: And uh, (laughs) there is a lot of, by the way, of, mexicans just singing for no reason and i'd like to tell you that that's a stereotype but no they do it a lot i mean we can't help it we sing sad songs by ourselves that makes us feel better and (laughs) eventually he she coaxes him into asking he asked her to marry him which i guess she was been waiting for this for a long time he has commitment issues even though he's like i guess a mysterious 60 years old 55 48
2: He was probably 30 at the time. I don't know. (laughs) He's like 28 years old. Smoking cigarettes for my own dad. And she gets super excited about
0: that. She's like the happiest she's ever been. They pull eventually he gets a flat. They go into the wood, they go into the brush because she's like, you know what? Don't even worry about fixing the tire. I have food. I have blankets. Let's just have a little a little night here. Let's camp out. We'll watch the stars. And I want to make you happy tonight. A woman of my dreams, even with the crabs. Still, <laughs> what a wonderful lady! And they decide to do that. She's cooking. Then I don't know if we needed this in the movie, but this—I <laughs> really do feel like Peck and Paul just old these old chris christopherson a favor or something because he he, chris christopherson and his keyboardist in his band. oh really (laughs) yeah that guy's apparently was longtime keyboardist back in the day i forget his name i don't know if it's like donnie something Mm -hmm. they pull up donnie fritz so they pull up they both have curly like they all have they both have long locks and big old beards except Chris Christopherson's his, his black hair and, and Donnie's is little brown curly hair. And they pull up in their motorcycles and Chris, Chris Christopherson tells her to start singing a song. He does a great job of singing along, but not showing that he's a real singer because he sounds like garbage. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like, I, 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 I. It's so awkward. And then, have you listened to that guy at all. I've not heard a lot of his music. A little, I've heard a couple of tracks, but I never heard like an album.
2: Yeah, have you? Yeah, I've I've listened to a couple like his first few. Like it's very much like a if Bob Dylan had like a silky smooth voice. Like it's it's very much that like storytelling vibe with the guitar. Uh,
0: yes, yes, yes. I got to be in the mood for that like kind of like a Neil Young kind of person like Mm -hmm. I I do need to be in the mood for it but when you are in the mood it is nice Mm. so I think I'll give Chris Christopherson a listen maybe not right away because I still have the memory of him in this movie
1: (sighs) yeah I'll I'll watch
0: Blade and then I'll be ready to watch Uh, you know what I mean like that will get me back into liking him again yep because he he basically tell us a little bit what happens brady. yeah this, uh, don't worry i'll take speed, over and then we'll, we'll kick it, it the movie really gets kicking after this so let us know what happens here brady
2: <laughs> yeah so they're like all four of them the two bikers and benny and alita are hanging out and chris christopherson uh pulls alita aside and she uh basically says i got this when benny stands up and is like i don't like what's going on she's like you haven't been here before um, so that's kind of confusing, but if you think about it, it's sh- her basically saying like, she's, she's been in some deep doo doo in the past, um, tough situations. Yes. Yeah. So it kind of puts her in this weird, like mother, <laughs> deep doo <doo-doo>. doo. <Yeah. laughs>
0: I did expect you to say that. That was funny.
2: <laughs> it puts her in this weird, like mother son situation with Benny, where she's like, I'll take care of this. And then the biker, played by Chris Christopherson, takes a knife and rips her shirt open. So this is again the second time we've seen a shirt get ripped open in less than thirty minutes. Um, yep. And he starts filling her up, but then for some reason he stops, and it looks like he gets really sad, and then he just like sulks away. And she yes. pauses for a minute, and then actually goes to him, to the biker, and starts seducing him? Question mark. So I don't That's know if that okay. she was going to like is why
0: I wanted to hear you talk about this, because I was really freaking confused with all this. I was like, is she now into him because he slapped her? A co- she he, she slapped him twice. He yes, slapped right. her once. Mm-hmm. Then he goes and soaks, like you said. And then all of a sudden she's kind of coming at him. I honestly because right after that, the stupid the other guy, uh, Donnie, the keyboardist, mm-hmm. is playing guitar. And that gives Benny the opportunity to knock his ass with a pan just right in the face. He gets a gun. He gets his gun. And he heads over to go save Alita. And I'm sorry, dude. If I was going down there and I was going to go help her and I didn't. I'm not saying she was supposed to be getting forcefully raped, right? Mm -hmm. But it is a little awkward when it looks like they are just on a date like right. <laughs> it just looks like she's kind of leaning in and kissing him and i would have be like okay wait well, there's something wrong here because mm-hmm. <laughs> but no B- benny doesn't care he shoots chris christophers and doesn't even let him sing one tune and then his buddy comes down donnie and he's like hey what's going on boom boom, boom, mm-hmm. boom fucking caps his ass out and they head out and yeah alita is crying and there is a part of me that's thinking oh i was gonna get a i was gonna get chris christopher's <laughs> she looked totally. genuinely bummed
2: totally and so i just watched this for the second time preparing for the show and i finally realized the closest exp- uh, the best explanation i can think of is um she was going to try to grab his gun like so by seducing him it gave her the best opportunity or best chance to to grab a gun that's the only reason why yeah. i can think that it went down that way
0: yeah it was good. It was supposed to be like a distraction situation she's like yeah. oh well, i have the upper hand now because he's acting yes. all sulky and weird yeah maybe or maybe you know she just saw a little alfredo in him
2: <laughs> <laughs> well i don't know if you noticed but warren oates looks exactly like alfredo so she sees alfredo in everybody
0: oh okay <laughs> she's like i i have a problem if you got a mustache yeah. i gotta write it
2: you wear sunglasses <laughs> with the turtleneck and oh a corduroy jacket
0: <laughs> <laughs> so then they go they eventually get over to a hotel the, the first reason the hotel guy doesn't want to let them in is it because she's mexican or because he thought she was a a Prost- lady of the night
2: yeah yeah sex worker prostitute because i was yep. like
0: are we Mexico? <laughs> does he have a bunch of mexicans going through okay cool that makes more sense because she's all ripped up you know it's like she barely tied her her top on herself and then they go into the hotel room and we get another shot of Alita. I, I think one of the worst type of boobs, boob shots, is when it's just a woman sad, and her <laughs> boobs are out. Like I call them sad boobs. And it's not that the boobs look sad, but it's just it ruins all they, all of it. And so you just see her in the shower with no top on. She's sad again. Yes. And once again, thanks Brady for
2: bringing this. <laughs> you bet. <laughs> she- Absolutely. The more sad boobs, the better.
0: Dear god and it's and she's in the shower so it's just all very sad. and the shower doesn't have a lot of pressure. i no. was just not feeling good this whole scene.
2: Yeah, it's just tinkling out and then yeah, he comes over to console her and he he stays <laughs> in out. he stays in his clothes and just yeah, it's just kind of like they're they're stewing in their own their own juices which is tough cuz like right very be- romantic. Yeah, I mean and right before that like when they were driving away from the rape scene, like she basically doubles down on like, what are we doing here? Cause he, he did this whole thing under the guise of going on a picnic. And so he sells her on the idea eventually of going to Alfredo Garcia's, um, what's it called? Gravesite. Gravesite. And that's when he rants and raves about like, no one's sacred, nothing's sacred. It doesn't matter. You know, the, the saints or the, the priests or whatever cut off. The fingers and the toes and the stuff like that so that's the scene that we had right before this and it's like man this shit is dark as fuck it is and he's already told
0: her back when they were at the tree like he told her about the 10 the 10k on his head or the 10k that he that's can right. make. and so she's aware of it but she's been sort of ah, he's not gonna do it and now it's getting closer where they're getting closer to what actually happening and she is definitely trying her best to basically get him to not do this And I think she felt like if I can just kind of wrap them around my finger and distract them, maybe we can get out of here. But the fact of the matter is even if I was Benny, once I made that deal, that deal's got to be done, baby, Mm -hmm. because they will find his ass, right? (laughs) These people definitely seem like they will find you. It's not like they're just a bunch of guys that you found in an alley. These are all guys with a lot of money. It is just not worth having to be on the run for that long it's a guy that's already dead mm-hmm. i know it sucks it's it's messed up yeah she mentions the desecration of the grave she that's what she's doesn't want to do but at the same time eh, mm-hmm. eh, yeah you know he, you know fredo obviously wasn't that great of a guy if he was not only he got you know that Essa pregnant and then he you know was messing around with benny's chick, and who knows who else he was banging so yeah yeah he probably had it coming um that off the cliff <laughs> <laughs> so we are once again like I said uh we we cut to a scene of a little Mexican kid pulling a donkey across the street. And, uh they are now in this town and alita gets uh some info from this guy but she tries to kind of pull the wool over Benny's eyes cuz he doesn't know Spanish and he tries she tries to tell him like oh yeah yeah uh yeah he's not here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Benny's like yo i'm gonna die (laughs) we need to find this dude's body
2: he's like there we basically have no other chance to do this like yeah like you need to read the room (laughs) yeah we're getting this done
0: we're getting this i like how he's just scolding her like in front of everybody Mm -hmm. it's just it's good he does such a good job i actually love him more and more as the movie goes on Uh uh-huh it's like watching falling down michael like (laughs) michael douglas just slowly loses his shit Mm mm-hmm and so then we get to a funeral procession because we're getting to the cemetery. And, and oh my God, Peck and Paul, what is? It looks like these kids are carrying another little kid it in is, a coffin.
2: It is a baby's casket, indeed. It is.
0: In my mind, bro, it's just a little. It's a little. What we call nanitos. It's uh. a little. It's a tiny person. Loopa <laughs> <laughs> loopa in there. That's that's who it is. It's not a kid.
2: That makes it better, question mark?
0: A little bit. I mean
2: <laughs> <laughs> he could've lived a long life. Maybe it was like the
0: town like he probably worked the rodeo.
2: So <laughs> Dude, okay, so either he's either Peck and Paw's really dark or they were filming in this location and there actually was oh. that. And it's like, well, either way, like that's pretty bleak. <laughs>
0: i hope to god that's not the case dude but i would not put it past this guy yeah. just from watching this one movie and i haven't even seen his other movies so who knows yeah oh i'm looking forward to seeing those though either way uh so they get to the cemetery and i actually do see here that in the sign like the little grave site his name is actually alfredo garcia hedrera which is my mom's maiden name so alfredo oh, is shit. actually a distant cousin of mine obviously <laughs> <laughs>
1: No oh, we both like fucking around with the ladies. Oh, Fredo. Hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> now heartbreak kids.
2: What about Garcia? Because they did say it's like Jones or Smith. Any any Garcias? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Garcias, uh, oof, they're everywhere. So, <laughs> so <laughs> I do like that part though. <laughs> I forgot that he says that. Oh yeah, yeah, like Jones and Smith. And so they go in there, and now it looks like the matriarch of his family is there, his mom, mm-hmm. and she is, like, not having it. She's like, what are you doing here with that, that white guy? Get get the hell out of here. And basically, he says, look, we're just here to pay our respects. We went a long way. We just need a place to stay for the night, blah, blah, blah. They get him a, a hotel. They go into this bar. Oh, and dude. And tell me if I saw this right. Is the bar have an open bathroom situation? Because yes. I swear to God, I see a guy. Look directly at Benny while he's taking a piss
2: <laughs> oh dude, I think that's exactly what's going on, so oh, i I man. don't know about you, but I fucking love dive bars, and oh yeah, yeah, totally and um yeah this this place was totally my jam. It was called F- La Florida and yeah La Florida, yeah,. <laughs> yes,
1: <you're right. laughs>
0: you're right i didn't even think about the name but yes it is la florida i thought of, i saw the side of my head when you said it
2: and it just seemed like such a cool place where it's just like a motel with a single room you know the bartender looks like merlin the wizard and you know they make a joke and benny makes a joke about fresno and how basically at least this place is better than fresno and it's like damn dude like fresno is always getting shit on
1: damn
0: i didn't know fresno got shit like that oh totally
2: everyone hates fresno
0: yeah uh this bar maybe this is something they should do we would have way less graffiti in in bathrooms for sure if if you just had to take a piss and then you could also look at the person ordering their next drink while you're peeing that is magical
2: oh totally you can
0: hear this guy's like splash
2: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> okay i'll get off of it i mean but it's just it's one of the craziest shit i've ever seen they go into this hotel room where it looks like definitely people have been killed like definitely <laughs> There's
2: there's a really great uh, Twitter handle. I can't remember the name of it, but it's just pictures of dives. Oh, it's actually just called pictures of dives. But yeah, like every every day or every couple times a day, they just post random screenshots of dive bars all across the U.S. And it's frankly one of my favorite Twitter handles because it's like, you know, super soothing during COVID of like, I'll be back one day. Have you ever thought to
0: contribute to that? Like, like, would you ever like send them a photo of a local dive bar there? And you said Portland, right? Yeah.
2: I don't know i don't know what's left um in terms of dive bars here in portland unfortunately everything's been yeah. converted to mixed-use buildings and you know fancy pubs yeah gross yeah that's gross yeah i
0: i did find a decent dive bar i was living in south l.a and i there was a neighborhood dive bar that i thoroughly enjoyed i think what i love about dive bars and i'm not sure if this is what you love about them but i love the fact that you can sit there for hours and nobody will bother you like you Uh like nobody fucks with you unless you talk to them maybe they'll talk back to you but for the most part you can hang out watch tv whatever game is on and and the bartenders are always super cool for some reason they're always super nice they may Mm -hmm. not have like everything but they're fast everything's cheap it's just magical i I agree
2: well, and it's also like, it's not where tourists go. So it's one of those also thing that like you want to drink, but you don't want to look like a tourist. So you go yeah. and hang out with the locals. It's so. so
0: good. Yeah. And that, that was, that was one of the things that I was, I knew, I knew I needed to go into a dive bar at some point. Cause I was still so fresh to LA and I was thinking might as well go check out some of the, the little spots out here, see what's up. So nice, yeah, that was a lot of fun. And yeah, Benny gets his – he gets booze right away. He gets himself a big old bottle of something. I don't even know what he got, but he gets a big old bottle. They go into the hotel room. Alita is still trying to convince him to not do it, but it's just going to happen. There's, there's nothing they mm. can do about it. They get up at night. They head out to go get Alfredo. She decides to go with them. unfortunately. Unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I really like this scene here because you see his – you see the humanity in Benny because he stops like he'll be digging and he stops and looks at her and he's obviously thinking like god I know this is really shitty but Mm -hmm. I have to do this I have to but it's a reluctant have to he eventually gets down to the coffin he opens it up he sees Alfredo's dead ass head he gets his machete his uh, machete he's getting ready to do the the deed and boom a fucking shovel comes out of nowhere at first I thought maybe Alita but I was like no she loves him too much I wasn't sure what may have been going on but I had some suspicions because then he wakes up the next morning and this scene man <laughs> maybe what one of the better scenes in the movie maybe yeah. one of the best scenes in the movie for sure oh my god dude I was like oh this this guy like some weird shit
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: he wakes up covered in dirt uh Benny does and he doesn't know what the fuck's going on he's bleeding from the side of his face from the shovel hit he's he sees like a hand sticking out of the dirt and it's Alita's and he kind of gets the dirt off of her and he lifts her up he's assuming she's alive I'm sorry about I don't know about you I figured like oh she looks she she's a really good actress because she looked dead as shit (laughs) like she looked ragdoll dead dude yeah and yeah, well, he was
2: super confused because he was like saying, like, why can't we get out of here while well, he's like covered in dirt? So there, there definitely was a disoriented Benny. So maybe his judgment was a little clouded from the panic of suffocating by by soil.
0: And, you know, it does kind of. And I don't know if this was done on purpose, but it does kind of make sense the way he behaves the rest of the movie, partly because of this tragic thing where now Alita has died. But also he got hit in the head really fucking hard. Like, I think they hit him to the point where they thought he was dead mm-hmm. and he wasn't. But he obviously has major brain swelling and definitely has a concussion. He and he acts really fucking crazy. The rest of this movie, like.
2: So I've got a theory. <laughs> full beauty. I got, I got a theory on this one. The what second time it? I watched, um, it was like he was being resurrected as Alfredo Garcia because he looks oh. like him. And so she's buried with Alfredo Garcia and it's like, hey, I'm I'm moving on and I'm going back to El Jefe as if I were like some crazy lieutenant guy that was going to try to take him down. He does start speaking more Spanish from here on. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, OK, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: and so he, he uh, he's tripping out. He leaves. her. He kind of like does the thing where he gets angry. He's like, you know what you want to be with? Yeah. Like you said, leaves leaves her with alfredo gets into his car he's washing his face he runs into some of the locals and they seem suspicious and he points his gun at them and they tell him that some people came through in a green station wagon so he keeps that in mind he heads out and he's looking for that station wagon
2: wait before we before we do the station wagon like the the thing that he says to them that really shows that he's lost it is he's like looking at me with your goddamn fucking eyes it's like, oh dude, this guy is this guy's gone. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's just super paranoid and full of rage.
0: That is a line that only somebody that it, it almost feels like when you've been doing way too much Coke. Yes. You're like fucking your goddamn eyes, just mm-hmm. staring at me, squinting and
2: <laughs> FYI, Peck and Pa was a big Coke head, so that not surprising.
0: And he heads out. He eventually he. I, I guess there's one road out one road into this town and he finds that station wagon who they have a flat, of course. And by the way, that car looks all these all the cars in the whole movie look like total garbage. I give them a lot of props for the fact that they are all working. <laughs> so yeah.
2: Yeah. They're just giant clunkers, just full metal <laughs> tanks
0: like it looks like they were part of action movies prior uh-huh. and Ball was like how much yeah how much for this one
2: giant ass <laughs> steering wheels i don't know if you noticed that they're like 20 yeah. inches long just like he's turning the steering wheel like around his head
0: is just crazy yeah. but at the same time i would kind of like it like i would like oh, yeah. to have like a weekend car that just has the biggest steering wheel i'm just like <laughs> just freaking cruising so he runs into them he runs into their car and i would have just hit one of them with the car but he runs into their car and we get a little bit of a shootout we finally get a little bit of action it has been a while mm-hmm. and damn if if you know i thought at first benny was fucking around because there's a part where he's like shooting at birds at some point and he's like oh i could have hit them i wasn't trying to hit them but i did you know i think he mentions he was in the military mm-hmm. and he's he's a good shot well he is a good shot because he, <laughs> he kills these two guys pretty easily
2: without yep. too much effort. And he looks and, like a badass doing it.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. we
2: just keep like the entire movie, you're ping pong, you're ping ponging back and forth about whether or not Benny's a badass or not, or just a total piece of shit. So this is one of those is, moments that's just like, yeah, this guy fucking, this guy wolves. fucks. This guy, this guy fucks.
0: <laughs> and he's also like always drunk. And it's like he flips a switch and it's like, well, time to sober up because I gotta yep. got shoot these sons of bitches. He kills them. He grabs Alfredo's head, throws it in his car. He heads out. And this is to me when the movie is at its best situation because it just starts getting to the point where he is talking to Alfredo in the car. Mm-hmm. There's like that part where he breaks really hard because once again, somebody is like, <laughs> I, I don't know if they're donkeys or horses, but somebody's in the middle of the fucking road again.
1: Mm-hmm
0: just stay out of the road y'all go faster (laughs) and i mean what are the odds that like i would i would say that like if i was like i'm finally got to get my goddamn donkey across the street and then some guy is just going like 80 miles per hour down the country road i'd be like what are the odds let's go come on come on
2: i got a fucking head here i got flies everywhere
0: (laughs) yeah and he breaks really hard and alfredo's head hits hits the floor floorboard area and he lifts it up and he just he just throws it back in the seat he's like sorry about that owl." Mm -hmm. (laughs) he's just talking to him the whole time and he i think he says something one of my favorite lines he says something about alita being with his possibly being with the better part of alfredo (laughs) oh geez dude
2: (laughs) yeah that scene is just like a seesaw of like like him lamenting like he says it wasn't worth it to do the job Then he's like you know three days and three nights you were with her i hope it was worth it i hope you enjoyed her i did and you know he's just like going back and forth just um seesawing all over the place and it's awesome it's awesome i think it was such a good choice to have him talk to the head
0: by the way i did forget to mention that when he does kill the john belushi looking one Mm -hmm. the the mexican john belushi he shoots him two more times and he's already dead so i think maybe he thought he looked more like mexican jim belushi (laughs) So, <laughs> I just let
2: him give that sick before. burn. <laughs> How many times do you think he's heard somebody yell on the street, "The wrong brother died"? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think he just came out with his own. Oh my god! I think he came out like with his own vodka or some kind of maybe tequila, and like he's using his brother's likeness to help oh, sell it. Boy that is some dark fucked up shit yeah you already know your brother had issues with that stuff and now you're gonna try to sell booze (laughs) inspired by it's just it's fucked up man I think he would sell coke if he could (laughs) under his brother's name
2: let the record Uh, show I have no opinion about Jim I think John blow Lucy
0: hey get you John blow (laughs) Lucy so good (laughs) you have no you have no opinion about
2: Nah, whatever (laughs) guy's got enough shit in his lifetime I let know. him live he's out peacefully somewhere
0: <sighs> hes still lived He he's still he's still alive too long I feel like he, oh, <laughs> shit. I'm, kidding, I'm, I'm sorry I'm kidding I'm kidding so <laughs> he's, dude if the, if he isn't dead I'm cutting this out it's <laughs> oh shit oh, damn it so then <laughs> so then uh B- Betty arrives back in a small town and he tells. He tells Alfredo like what you were saying about all this. He's like, he's still talking to him. But then there's this little kid that's like, hey, hey, senor, can I wipe your windshield and blah, blah, blah. And he starts wiping his windshield. He sees that there's a bunch of freaking flies (laughs) in his car and the kid is the eventually he says, I think Benny says, hey, well, let's get some ice. I think that will help. And the kid's going to go get he's like, no, 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 (laughs) 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 don't grab that. Um. (laughs) <laughs> this is something that Brad Pitt would wonder what's in the back what's in the
2: bag <laughs> oh totally no that's a really good comparison it's got similar like seven vibes for sure
0: oh god and he grabs that damn bloody sack he takes it puts some ice on it and after that this becomes a let's keep Alfredo cool <laughs>
1: uh-huh. <laughs>
0: let's, keep, let's keep trying to keep him under temp because he is gonna be fucking shit he's gonna look like toxic Avenger by the time I know him to the goddamn... <laughs> back to the Oh, totally I just melted <laughs>
2: which spoiler alert like at the end of the movie like when they bust out the head it's like totally intact like at least his scalp like his hair looked nice. Yeah, so. his
0: hair is still decent, which mm-hmm. is crazy. He should look like
2: one of those old I don't know if you remember the Mad Ball toys
0: or just like a little weird Mad Ball uh in the 90s and they just look like mutants. He should Holy look like that. Holy
2: shit, I totally forgot about those. Oh, I had a couple there? of those. I
0: think I had like 4 of them. I loved
2: them. The eyeball, I remember the eyeball popping up a lot.
0: Yeah, the eyeball was good.
2: Right. And, uh, <laughs> and so so he, he heads
0: out from there, by the way, I do like the fact that he keeps telling the, the server like, hey, where's my beer? Like, I want my beer. I need my beer. I I, I need it now. <laughs> <laughs> Please get my beer. And it was like, oh, yeah, I like Betty. He reminds me of me a little bit.
2: <laughs> there it is. <laughs> See, this is there it is. We're, we're, we're an hour in and we just got to the point that I was trying to get you to, which is admitting that this character is like you and me. Boom. Mission accomplished. <laughs> Complete self-centered
0: pieces.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> eventually he gets stopped. By the the townspeople, the, basically Alfredo's family. They 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 finally cut him off. They'd been scoping him out this whole time. They stop him. They have the guns and they got the little abuelita there, and she's telling him, "Hey, we're not going to take any money from you." I do love that scene where Benny comes out and he's like trying to give her cash, and he's so furious and insane, he just throws the cash on the ground. Mm-hmm. He's like, "I don't give a fuck."
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> he's so torn, like he is he's so focused on getting this damn dead head over to somebody i think at this point he's still thinking oh i just got to get it over to the hitman guys and i'll be okay i'll get my money yeah and we'll go from there but i think there's also a little part of him that's like i want to i want to find out what because that's something that he kept asking right away was well how much is it worth you're offering me ten thousand, but how much is this well what, what is on this guy's head and what the fuck did he do yeah and I think it never left him. And if anything, it got augmented as soon as he got hit in the head and lost his, you know, technically his fiance. So, oh, dude, tell me a little bit about the sequence that goes on here because I don't even know how these guys. That I guess uh, I don't know what you call them, slimy and quill.
2: Oh <laughs> yes, whatever Sappinsley and Johnny. Yeah,
0: Sly, slimy, slimy, uh,
2: slappy, sloppy, slurpy, sloppy
0: and quill. <laughs> so they come out of nowhere and like dude what is mexico an island like how the fuck did they
2: so i'm telling you man they're fucking cia they're like super efficient just always omnipresent just yeah never gonna yeah they
0: they got connections and shit totally my god they come out of nowhere Mm -hmm. by the way what's up with that scene where the tour bus comes through and everyone stops trying to kill each other and like they're like waving their hats like hey (laughs) again sense of humor. People do that shit in downtown San Antonio when you're off the river and they're in a riverboat. Oh, and they wave so at me, annoying. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, bro? <sighs> do I look like a fucking, do I look like some fucking sideshow to you? Do I look like a fucking clown that you're gonna wave to while you're in the little riverboat, bro? <laughs> anyway. So, <laughs> I go sounds full like Joe Pesci. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> uh,
2: sounds like you got some issues. It's like, well, maybe well, stop wearing San Antonio Spurs gear. And they're like, go Spurs as they go by.
0: No, I mean, I was naked shitting on the pavement. Okay. But,
2: uh, <laughs> Got it.
0: Like, hey, what's <laughs> up, man?
2: There's a local. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, yeah, we. I think everyone that listens to this show knows that I have issues for sure. <laughs> and if anything, this episode has really shown up quite a bit of it. Yes. And yeah, so those two Hitman guys come through. And I love the code shit where he brings out the map and he's like, yeah, we looking for the cutoff here and blah, blah, blah. He's like trying to basically get Benny to tell him where the fuck is the head, bro. Who has it? And Benny's like, well, I'm going to get it from them. And like a fucking snap of a finger, both of the hitman guys bring out their freaking automatic assault rifles and just destroy. I mean, this is probably the saddest part of the movie because. They fucking kill a grandma, uh-huh. <laughs> they kill, like an old lady, Dude. and they kill a bunch of Alfreda. Like, it's kind of a shame that the family cared so much about getting back his head because they ended up all dying for a part of the. He's gone, you know. Mm-hmm. But I guess it's like they didn't want to just discredited.
2: <sighs> Dude, that's a shame. That scene is so good. So the fact that you haven't seen Peck and Pause movies, like that, is quintessential Peck and Pause, like Western you know, lots of tension, you know, people die really quick. But then when they're dying, there's a lot of slow motion, right? So there's got there's kind of this like dance or like ballet kind of thing to it that just is confusing because it's like horrific. But then as they're dying, you're like, this is dope. Why do I feel this way that an (laughs) old woman's getting killed?
0: (laughs) Well, you know what I liked was the one. The one Theo, like the he's like the eldest uncle, and he just has his hands up, like, mm-hmm. "Oh my God, i do not, I'm not armed. I'm, I play the Santa Claus actually during the winter, like, please." And because he kind of looks like a, he looks like Pancho Claus. Let's face it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's actually a real thing, not. And so they don't kill that guy, which is really weird. Um, but what does happen is one of the younger. I don't know, one of the younger family members actually does get a shot off on not the one with the salt and pepper hair, but the one that was in the nice suit that kind of looks like. Yeah, what's that? Act- he kind of looks like that actor's guy that plays number two in Austin Powers. He yep. kind of looks like that actor. I Johnny. Like I- so
2: that's yeah. Johnny. That's the Gill guy that I was talking about earlier. That was yeah. uh, the up oh, in Blazing Saddles. So-
0: so he ends up getting shot and he gets fatally wounded he's dead and the other guy goes up to him and this is where you we, we get the sudden suspicion of these guys are much closer than we expected because the he, the, the other dude decides to completely break off the deal and try to kill benny mm-hmm. even though it wasn't benny that killed this guy but he's just like well fuck it i'm just gonna take the money and the head Fuck you mm-hmm and uh benny lays this guy out because he's so furious that his lover died (laughs) he wasn't he didn't make a good move and he gets killed so what uh, was it commentary what made you uh was is there something written in some kind of liner notes about them they were supposed to be a gay couple yeah i read it
2: somewhere and i was like really like i didn't really get that impression at all like the movie did not telegraph that because if that is the most like obvious supposed to be the most obvious like scene of their connection to each other it's like that's how i would act with my friends if my friend was shot so yeah i, I have no idea um where that came from
1: uh,
0: yeah that's crazy i mean yeah i just imagine they were brother and brothers in arms like maybe they go way way back and he was like you know what fuck this you're going to die mm-hmm. but that's not what happens and he gets this the head sack he goes back to his apartment he's wasted his shit <laughs> And he does so like he's so he still has his sunglasses on and he goes into his apartment he throws he tells um alfred alfredo hey it's shower time baby mm-hmm. <laughs> he has like uh dry ice he breaks it down he puts it in there puts it in the shower and here's the part that i think they were trying to communicate a little bit like you touched on a little bit too you, you kind of mentioned it's because he's drunk a lot but there's a part here where he goes in front of the mirror takes off his sunglasses for like i don't know a second and a half or two he looks himself in the eyes and you right away puts him back on and i think there is a part of him that's like i can't even look at myself in the face like i he could have done stuff even before we met him in this movie that maybe he's ashamed of oh totally and so i think with him being kind of a kind of a piece of shit, not really a great person the sunglasses are a way of him just shielding himself from himself not just from everyone else
2: so. yeah and there was the weird like uh sh- you can hear alita singing that song that she was singing before yes he's hearing her
0: in his head yeah because I'm thinking that's supposed to be in his head right? right yeah
2: and then there's like an airplane that goes overhead and obviously they put that in for a reason and I, I don't know why but that was something weird. else that happened yeah so oh, it doesn't, a lot of weird heady shit oh totally that's that's Peck and Paw for sure
0: and he's loading up his gun and he's basically this is the scene of I'm gonna get ready to make some shit happen like shit is gonna pop off Except he's crazy wasted this whole time, and he does a really good job. Of, I, I'm almost kind of 100% sure he's actually drunk here, but maybe he's not. I don't know, but he does it very well. He uh, then, uh, from there, I think that's when we eventually get over to uh, Hefe's place, and he goes up to the fence. They have, like, a, a, a guards and shit like that, and he tells them, hey, tell, tell Hefe that I got
2: Alfredo with me. And I'm like, oh shit. This Wait, guy, they he blew him away. He blew the the CIA dudes away first. Oh,
0: I'm sorry. I completely yes, that's actually a really good scene, too. I can't believe I skipped that. I'm I just yeah. fucking notes here. Yes, he does go back to the hotel after that with the basket. Sorry about that. Yeah, he goes with the bat. He has like an old school, like fucking yogi bear <laughs> <the> picnic basket. <laughs> which is so good. And it has uh dry ice steaming out of it. So good, so good. I fucking love that shit and he's talking to the dickhead cia guys or whatever and well,
2: so he walks in and there's oh two women soaking the feet of the one of the cia guys <laughs> with his pants off so again it's just such a weird group of old men that hang out in this like executive suite in the hotel
0: how, how do you get here brady because i think we and you could live this life like i think we would be doing real fucking good here like just telling Slubs to go do our jobs and we just get like fucking our feet washed and shit oh totally oh, dude be just down. me and you and our boxers with suspenders on <laughs> Suspenders, Hawk? yes dude oh that would, be, that would be life yes this is the weirdest shit i, I think they're trying to be like well they're in like a really nice hotel where there's there's people that wash your feet for you and things mm-hmm. like that. And the guy's a total dick to the lady washing his feet, too. He's like, could you fuck off? I'm here. Like, obviously, <laughs> it's time for me to talk. <laughs> Such a dick face. And actually kind of he's actually my favorite one. The guy with the tinted glasses. I thought he was going to have way more to do because I thought he was better than than the other guys.
1: Yeah, personally.
0: he's kind of cool looking like he just has that look to him. I wanted more shit from him, but we don't get that much because eventually Benny goes. Complete he starts talking about. Well, can I keep the basket? This basket was get, you know, this was somebody, you know, this was um the property of somebody that was very important to me, and blah blah blah. And she used to make me food. Then all of a sudden, he just brings out Alfredo's head, throws it on the table, brings out his gun, shoots the guy that was an asshole that told me he was a loser. That was great. Then he the other guy's about to it looks like he's about to bring out a gun, but he brings I was like, is this guy Gambit? <laughs> he's gonna fucking shoot a fucking fire card in his ass. I was like, dude, he's gonna shoot you. <laughs> Why are you bringing out a fucking car for
2: <laughs> It's so good. Yeah, apparently, also El Jefe has a business card. Yeah, I
0: know. <laughs> it's like, hey, just in case you want to let everyone know where I live, here's a fucking card. That oh was so God. random.
2: It was cool. But again, it's cool. Like, the the thing that's crazy about the violence in this is like, even though it's absurd and it doesn't make logical sense, it's like, of course he would pull out a card. You know what I mean? It's just like, yeah. it was destined to be like the movie, like is saying that these guys know that they're going to die. So he was actually pulling out his card. I don't know. It's just, it's so strange in I a cool way. I think he was
0: way. finally going to, yeah, because I think what they were trying to say was he was finally going to tell them, look, here's where, this is where we're getting it. I'll, I'll bring you in. But it was too late. Like he was already on the edge and he killed that dude he killed some other you know fucking schmuck that was there and that guy dies very funny he, like he like flies like he, fucking, <laughs> he got <laughs> exploded with a grenade so good and, and that's another guy that he had a face i was just like yeah let's kill this guy and he kills everybody gets his the head back And that's when he heads over right. to el jefez and it looks like they're doing the baptism for the kid so it's been months mm-hmm. right because she looked like she was maybe. I don't even know, like four or five months pregnant. So it must have been like two or three months. This whole duration of people trying to find Alfredo. I guess it took a bit. Mm -hmm. I think I read that, too. I think I read that when I was looking at one of the synopsis that it's it's like a two month period when they're trying to look for him. And which is awesome because they made that that was a montage that took about 15 seconds. I love that (laughs) when a movie does that shit. And so he goes in, they take him to El Hefe, Everyone's celebrating like, like fucking baby Jesus was reborn. Like they're fucking throwing <laughs> cuentes and they're just shooting all these fireworks and having a good time. Everyone's partying. Let's have some food. He's carrying the baby, even though it's not, his. it's like, dude, hey, why don't you let your daughter hold her own baby? She's <laughs> she, carrying it like.
2: <laughs> she looks miserable. It's oh, like. It's so depressing. I, that's the thing that I don't understand about about the way they portrayed the like town or the his little henchmen like, is that you have the priests and you have the nuns and you'd think that if they cared about the daughter they would notice how miserable she was but th- i think that maybe just everyone's licking the boots of el jefe so bad that, yeah. that they're just noticing how miserable she is it's like well she's gonna have to just make do
0: yeah it's like it's kind of like he's a
2: drug lord but
0: it, he has his own town Mm -hmm. instead of a instead of having like a weird um, what do you call it compound Mm -hmm. instead of a compound he has his own little town with all his own little nuns and his priest and he runs the place he's 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 living it pretty fucking sweet it's a completely made-up type situation i get i don't think this is a thing but i really do enjoy seeing it in film because it's it's kind of fun so he he's holding the baby and then eventually Benny, I love Benny because he's exactly who he is, no matter what he's like, yeah, I got this fucking head and I don't know what to, I don't know why you want it, but I got it. Like he's, he's not like he doesn't introduce himself. He's at a baptism. There's a baby in front of him. He's just like, yeah, I got, a, I got, I got the mm-hmm. that fucking head you've been looking for. And so he brings him in and Hefa brings him into this really nice. I think this is where we were before. It was like a super nice looking office area. And one of my favorite lines in this fucking movie, which I absolutely love, is El Jefe tells him, would you like something to drink? I'm a very happy man. And Benny says, I got nothing to celebrate.
2: Yeah, that so was good.
0: one of my favorite lines because he says it's in his voice because he's like from Kentucky or something. Um, mm-hmm. Oats. And so it's just so good with that draw that he has. And you can feel the kind of I'm dead inside now, bro. Like I'm i'm basically a pale ghost hunter person like i'm just like a i'm i'm like the ripper i'm just here to (laughs) kill people i'm death Uh, death (laughs) (laughs) that's the only bronson impression i can do is if i just say that word death (laughs) that's a good one and and so (laughs) so they're going back and forth uh benny brings out the head of fredo and Hefe gives him the money and it's in the suitcase it's dope it's shitload of money in there but still he says um benny says a whole bunch of people died because of this he says like the number of like yeah 16
2: 16 people
0: (laughs) yes and he said including one a, a good friend of mine and then he just goes off and he just starts shooting everyone and let me say this before we finish this off tombstone you hacks because he does the shit that kurt russell does in tombstone where he's like no
2: no <laughs> and he just kills everybody
0: <laughs> i was like holy shit they stole that
2: oh lots of stolen shit, man like sin city that scene with uh benicio del toro's uh body talking to uh oh, yeah. clive yeah. owen after he had his throat slit that's that's stolen from this movie all sorts oh. of people stole shit from this movie
0: it is I was so amazed because he does such a good job. I love that part. And he just kills everybody. Then ter- <laughs> Teresa tells him, Yeah, go ahead and kill him, man. Like, <laughs> can kill my dad for me? And he fucking obliges. He doesn't even hesitate. Kills the shit out of him. The one thing that, and oh my God, you can tell there was definitely no interference in this movie mm-hmm. because this is not the way. I would imagine any film company wanting to end this movie. This is like the way a director always wants to end a movie, and they yes. just never get to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're like, "Well, what if we want a sequel?" <laughs>
2: <laughs> nope.
0: Nope. Uh, Benny um, grabs the head, uh, takes you know, goes out with Teresa, and they. She gives. Oh, he also gives her the locket back. And he says, "You take care of this. I'll take care of. I'll take of Alfredo's body." <laughs> I'm going to get this back to his body and he heads out, he gets into his car, he breaks through the fence, but unfortunately he didn't kill the guy, the basically the, I don't know, the right-hand man, or maybe the help person. He didn't kill that guy because he wasn't armed and he ends up calling and alerting
2: everybody like,
0: Hey, there's this, the one white guy that's in around. (laughs) (laughs) We need to kill that guy. It's in the
2: rental car. That's bright green. (laughs) Yeah.
0: he's gonna be driving really fast he looks super suspicious he's sweaty and dirty looking like super dirty and (laughs) it has
2: and the rental car is going to have a sticker on that says rental car in spanish
0: (laughs) (laughs) and by the way i will dude benny looks so by the like mid to the the end of the movie the amount of like soot on this guy's face (laughs) it's like he's a coal miner dude i loved
2: it yeah like yeah slowly over the course of the movie it's like he gets dirt and grime and blood and like that scummy water earlier it's just like yeah this is just like a really gritty literally like gritty movie it's Ah, awesome he
0: looks like he smells like my middle school football pads oh gross
2: dude i don't i don't really need that smell in my my nose right now
0: (laughs) so i owe you for a couple of things you made me watch so deal with it (laughs) So Betty heads out, breaks through the fence, like fucking seventeen guys just start shooting at him with just shower him with bullets. He you see him get shot and it with freeze frames and end of
2: movie? Yeah. <laughs> He's dead. What just the, the way fuck? I love it. <laughs> All movies should end that way
0: think about it god dude i did not expect i was like oh we'll probably see his car heading out into this to the sunset and movie we'll see the credits roll as we see the car going down the road nope fucking shut up he gets you see a bunch of like fucking like just blood splurting out of him and end of movie i and then you get little freeze frames of the movie Mm -hmm. with some very orchestra from like some really nice swelling
2: music Now I don't I don't know with the breaking down the gate if it fucked up his engine, but I don't know if you noticed how slow the car was going when they blew him away. Where I was like, dude, step on the gas, bro! Like, get the (laughs) fuck out of here! You're not like on a tour tour guide of like this guy's compound villa town thing.
0: This isn't a a a dead baby parade. (laughs) You don't have to go. You don't have to go so slow. You can speed up. Yeah, maybe that was it. Maybe that's what slowed him down. Dead waving parade.
2: (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Maybe that's.
1: (laughs) Maybe
0: that's what slowed him down, man. I don't know, but I did not expect that shit. But yes, that is the end of the movie. And um, as you know, I do do a quick impression um, for every movie that I cover, and I'm going to do a really quick impression. So this is a segment I like to call. Yes, I've said. I'm going to say it again. Quick impressions. <laughs> Quick impressions. And <clears throat> we marry someday in a church?
2: Yeah, yeah, we'll marry someday in a church.
0: Bullshit, Benny. Oh, I mean it this time.
2: Thank you. <laughs> Why did, why did your uh, worn out sound like he was like a Chicago mobster or something like that?
0: I don't, I don't know, man. I Because usually by the end, I'm way, I'm way too many beers in to do a real impression <laughs> of anything. <laughs> I don't practice these. That's I just good. wrote that down. I thought it was such a weird interaction, and I was like, I'm going to do that. There's it's plenty good. of stuff to do impressions of in this movie, though. It's so good. There's so many random shit. I thought your impression of Alita was pretty good, though. Oh, thank you. Yeah, not bad, not bad. I, I, yeah, I really can't capture that Kentucky oh no <laughs> it's has. it's unique uh so uh i do rate these movies uh i do rate these movies uh by my favorite mustaches so here we go so kick ass completely recommend this movie is the full fu-manchu recommendation pretty damn fucking good is the walrus mustache recommendation Eh, not bad is the horseshoe mustache recommendation and I want to see this movie burn in hell is the Hitler mustache recommendation. What, <laughs> what do you give? What do you give this movie?
2: Oh man, this is a blood soaked tequila stained grimy ass, you know, pubic crab filled <laughs> Fu Manchu for me.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. This,
2: uh, this movie, you know, I love, I love movies that like are very novel and different. You know, like nothing, nothing worse for me is like a mediocre movie. That's like, well, I wasted two hours of my time. You know what I mean? Cause like a bad movie, you're like, yeah, I can talk about it. You and I run in these circles, you know, it's like. Oh, totally. Bad movies. It's like, how did this get made? Like it's, it's incredible that somebody had that passion to just go for it. Even if they failed. Um Especially but, when they're this long. Cause this is like not a short film.
0: It's not a long film either, but no. it is a solid, what hour 40. 50?
2: 50, 55 Over fifty. Yeah. Yeah. But still it it holds you. Totally. totally. And and I could see your point of like the first thirty minutes being like, what the fuck is happening? Because <laughs> it just throws you into this really like nihilistic violent world that's really uncomfortable. And I think that like Peck and Pa, he always had interference. You mentioned that earlier, of like just being able to make whatever he wanted. And the fact that this is the thing that came out of this guy's mind that at the time he was just like, his brain was soaked with alcohol. He was a total cokehead, and you can kind of see the sloppiness. You know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. there's weird chops on the edits, the slow-mo, like slow-mo was like his trademark. Like that was his thing that he made mm. famous, but his slow-mos were done in a way that were strange half the time. Um, <laughs> You yeah, know, there yeah. was a lot of, like, confusing shit about how Benny treated people, whether he was a good guy or a bad guy. So I just think this movie is fucking rad as shit if you are into weird, like, dark shit. So I would caveat the Fu Manchu if you're, oh, yeah. if you're not into nihilistic things that don't end well. You're completely right. I would say that, too. If...
0: I mean, yeah, I would caveat it a little bit, but I do give this a 100% full Fu Manchu recommendation. And I'm not going to lie, man, going into this, wasn't sure. But after talking about it with you and hearing a little bit more about what you think of this movie, you have convinced me to really love this movie. And I want everyone to be able to watch this if you've never seen it before. I think it's such a good little, like, I don't even know. It feels... There's parts that feel very fever dreamish, there's mm-hmm. parts that throw you off. I think the nudity is some of the weirdest nudity I've ever <laughs> seen in a fucking. There's no totally. like sex stuff that's really not really. Like there's a scene where she happens to be nude and we they got it on but you don't really see that. She just happens to be nude and for the most part it's just sad boobs and <laughs> I it's just a very I mean the baby funeral, like there's just so uh, much fucking things going on that I need to see this two or three more times, guaranteed, I have to see this more to really get a grasp of it, but just talking about it today, man, definitely full you. I can't wait to see it again. Uh, do you have any um, anything you'd like to plug that you have coming up that you want any, anyone to know about?
2: Yeah, so by the time this goes up, I think our Mikey and Nikki, um feature will be up, which will be part two of our seventies mob outsiders. So our last one was gone with the Pope, which was a delightful movie that I'd be curious to get your take on. Um, <laughs> it's a wait. lot of fun. I gotta check it out. Oh, it's, it's so much fun. They kidnapped the Pope for ransom. They get $1 from every Catholic. Um, that's at least the conceit of the movie. So
0: gone with the Pope. Eh? <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah, other than that, man, um, just Instagram and Twitter solid six. Uh, oh i could use your help and your listeners help to fill out our man on fire and child throwing lists so if you know any movies that are have men on fire or children being thrown just go to solid6.net slash child throwing or slash man on fire
0: would would chucky count because he is kind of in a kid's doll body yes. i guess not
2: i mean i don't know maybe i'll have to consult the judges josh and allison and see what they think but I, I, if not definitely a
0: kid gets thrown in the chucky movies i, I yeah, mean 100%. at least in the first one i'm pretty sure that kid gets thrown at some point i think you're right uh so that might be an option there i mean it's very generic <gasps> everyone's seen it but it's still fun to talk about
2: dude, dude 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 you and i should do a sad boobs list <laughs> hey everybody Go to solid 6net boobs. It'll be up by the time this podcast. No,
0: Please don't make me, don't make me look at more sad boobs, you bastards, and don't you ha- don't create a fucking hashtag of sad boobs either. <laughs> we don't need that. Yes. Oh God. <laughs> but you know what? If they do make it, I will be more than happy to jump in on one of your episodes. We can talk about some sad boobs. Absolutely, um, would love to have, would have be you. Be fun. Um I don't really have anything to promote. You know, we got really great episodes coming up. Uh other than the fact check out the Discord. You can find it on the uh the little link tree there that I have on the Instagram. I really I think you just jumped in, which I, I always welcome more and more people coming through. It's always fun. We have so many different things to talk about in there. Um I love it. So, definitely check that out. Dude, thank you so much for coming on to the show today, man. I hope to have you again soon.
2: Absolutely. That was a blast. Thanks, Daniel.
0: Hell yeah, Brady. All right. Talk to you later, man. Bye. Thank you to all the mustachiosos out there supporting the show. Interact with the podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and now Discord. Just click on the link in the show notes. If you really love the show, visit the shop on Bonfire and get yourself a t-shirt. Mustachio Podcastio is the weird uncle of the Pod Moth Media Network.